This is Church Alive's Teaching of the Week by Pastor Gene Amoson. For additional teachings or information about the church, go to churchalive.net. We're going to jump into the Word today. If you will, go to Hebrews 13 real quick. And we are continuing our What a Savior series with part three today. Uh, in the last couple of weeks, we've talked about the fact that Jesus uh, was a human, and we're just looking deeper into the life of Jesus. And we said that he's gone through a lot of what we've gone through because he was on earth for 33 years, right? Yeah. And so we realized and we looked at scripture of how he can relate to what we've gone through because he went through the very same things. And then last week, uh, we talked about the fact that he was a servant. And so today, I actually want to start off with some scripture. We're going to go to verse 1 of Hebrews 13. And the reason is, is because we're going to get to another verse. But just these first handful of verses are so good, I didn't feel right about just skipping over them. It's just such good word. And I'm in the Passion Translation this morning, but it says, No matter what, make room in your heart to love every believer. And show hospitality to strangers, for they may be angels from God showing up as your guests. Identify with those who are in prison as though you were there suffering with them, and those who are mistreated as if you could feel their pain. Honor the sanctity of marriage and keep your vows of purity to one another, for God will judge sexual immorality in any form, whether single or married. Don't be obsessed with money, but live content with what you have, for you always have God's presence. That's strong right there. You've always got God's presence. For hasn't he promised, I will never leave you alone? Never. And I will not loosen my grip on your life. So we can say with great confidence, I know the Lord is for me and I will never be afraid of what people may do to me. Don't forget the example of your spiritual leaders who have spoken God's messages to you. Take a close look at how their lives ended and then follow their walk of faith. Now, real quick, just that last line right there, whenever it says, take a close look at how their lives ended, it's not talking about take a close look at how they were killed <laughs> or take a close look of how they died. What it's actually saying is take a close look of the fruit that came from their lives. That's what it's saying. And then follow that same walk of faith. So like I said, we're looking at, uh, of course, Jesus in this series and and what a Savior we have, amen. I don't know if, if you've been blessed by it, but the Lord's shown me a lot of stuff. But I want to ask you a question today before we continue on with our scripture. Based on the fact that he was a human, based on the fact that he was a servant, what we talked about in the last couple weeks, um, I'm going to ask you today, is he the same now as whenever he walked the earth as a human? Yes or no? Yes. Answer, yes. I think that's the correct answer. And if we look at verse 8, it says this, Jesus, the anointed one, is always the same. Yesterday, today, and forever. He was the son of God. He was a carpenter. He did miracles. We know that. We know that he loved people like nobody else. We know that he was a great blessing. We know that he loved children, just like what we heard earlier. But he's the same today as he was back then. We know that whenever he was here on earth, that truly he was a carpenter or a builder, uh, he did this actually longer than he was in ministry. We know that his ministry got kicked off around the age of 30. He was crucified at the age of 33. So he actually worked in that field of carpentry or building longer than he actually ministered. So today, part three of the series is, is Jesus the Builder, okay? Jesus the Builder. Now let's look at the word builder in the Greek. It's 
actually a word called tectone. T-E-K-T-O-N is how you would spell it. And whenever you look at the word builder in Greek, what it means is it's a technician who works with wood, who works with metal, uh, who works with stone as well. I had somebody mention the other day, and it's actually a very, very good point. I had mentioned that we don't necessarily know that Jesus worked with wood. I think a lot of us kind of always just assume that whenever you say carpenter. But they said, if you look at that part of the world, there's not a whole lot of trees standing in that part of the world. And so there's a really good chance that maybe he worked with stone or other material as well. But if he was a builder on earth, one more question for you this morning is, is he still a builder today? Yeah, he's a builder today, amen? He is. And I want to just let you know, he's got a plan and he's got a blueprint for your life. Somebody needs to realize that. He's got a plan for everyone in here, no matter if you think you can be used by God or not, he has a plan for your life, amen? And he's trying to build something in your life now. And so if he's the same, he can build out the plan and purpose that he has for your life today. So we're going to focus on Hebrews 13.8 today. And so our first thing today is, is that he's the same yesterday. Everybody say he's the same yesterday. Yes. Now, yesterday as in the past, and he is the God of the past. How many of you, whenever you think about your past, you might cringe just a little bit? Anybody? Anybody think of those decisions you made that probably weren't the best decisions of your life? Anybody? Yeah, that's right. We all got some of those that we think about. And you may have a terrible past, but here's some good news for you. That doesn't mean that you can't have a good future. Come on now. You can still have a good future, even if you made some terrible decisions in your past. Uh, and, and I want to say this. You can't dwell on that. The blood of Jesus changed whatever you did in the past, right? took care of it. Thank, just thank the Lord for his mercy and grace that he's shown us. Amen. And so it doesn't matter what you've done in the past. You do need to get free of it though. I'll, I'll tell you that, but it's important that we know that Jesus was building before he ever came to earth. So for instance, Hebrews 11 verse three says, by faith, we understand that the worlds were framed. They were framed by the word of God. That's a building term, isn't it? They were framed by the word of God. How many of you know the, the earth was created perfectly? You know, whenever you look at studies, whenever you look at even what scientists and, and folks like that say, the earth turns perfectly exactly the right distance from the sun. If we were too close to the sun, we'd burn up. If we were too far away from the sun, we'd freeze. How about the fact that basically every morning at the same time, the sun comes up at the same time? Only our God could work that out. Have you ever just heard about these big bang people and just like want to say, are you crazy? I mean, how could that just happen, right? All of this falls into place. I mean, just even think about the way he created our bodies, the way he created our bodies so that we can give birth and we can procreate. Only God could do that. He's a builder, right? He creates things. He builds things. And it's all him that gets the glory for that. David's saying in Psalms 139, uh, verses 14 through 16, your workmanship is marvelous. How well I know it. You watch me as I was being framed, there it is, in utter seclusion. As I was woven together in the dark of the womb, you saw me before I was born. Every day of my life was recorded in your book. Every moment was laid out before a single day had passed. The Lord framed you, the Lord has a plan for you. Somebody needs to say amen to that. Amen. 
Uh, I went and saw my mom last night, and, and she told me, she said, Gene, she said, somebody spoke that word over your life whenever you were four years old. And she said that we were at our church, that, that we were going to, you know, whenever I was, well, it was 41 years ago, I was four years old. And she said, a lady came to me and quoted that verse and pointed to you. And I said, ironically, I have that verse in my teaching tomorrow. That's just how good God is, amen? But then the Lord speaks to the prophet Jeremiah in Jeremiah 1.5, before I formed you, before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. All these children that we had dedicated earlier today, God knew them before they were even formed in the womb. Come on now. God knew them before the parents even came together as one. He knew them. He formed them. And then in Jeremiah 29, 11, it says, For I know the what? The plans I have for you, says the Lord. Listen, this is for everybody in here. He's got a plan for you. And here's what you need to realize. These plans are for good, not disaster. Come on now. These plans are for good, not disaster. God has not got his side on you like a sniper trying to take you out and trying to ruin your life. Somebody needs to realize that. His plans for you are always good. He wants to give you a future and a hope. He wants to give you a future and a hope. And he can still build a great future even after your messed up past. Somebody needs to say amen to that. Come on. <laughs> Some of y'all really need to say amen to that. <laughs> Remember Joseph who was sold by his brothers because of jealousy? I mean, they... they threw him into a pit because they were tired of him. They like faked his death with his dad. And then they're like, hey, let's just get rid of this guy. Let's not kill him. So they basically sold him into slavery. And he said this, he says, listen, what you, what the devil meant for evil, God has turned it for my good. God's turned it for my good. Whatever you've gone through, God can still turn it for your good. You may, you may say to yourself, listen, what I did, Gene, was 180 degrees opposite of what God wanted for me. He can still make you U-turn and come right on down on the right road. Amen? He can still do it. And, and listen, we're going to declare something right up here that no matter what my life includes, God has a good plan for it. Come on, can we all say this together? Let's say, no matter what my past includes, God has a good plan for my life. Somebody just needs to receive that this morning. Amen. God has a good plan for your life. And listen, I want you to know this morning. Here's a word for somebody today. Understand that God's plan for your life has never changed. God's plan for your life has never changed. Now, you may think to yourself, well, I messed up a lot. Gene, I, I sinned a lot. You don't know what I did. Gene, I ran from God, and I was going the completely opposite direction that I should have gone. I want you to know it still doesn't change the destination that he had for you. The Lord gave me an example this morning while we were eating breakfast. I'm on the laptop, and I'm pulling up airline tickets to Israel. Of course, Regina gets excited because we want to go to Israel someday, right? <laughs> But I was looking at what it took to get to Israel. So, for instance, if we were to leave Jackson, there's a couple different routes you can go. But you could go, if you took Delta, from Jackson to Atlanta to Paris to Tel Aviv. Right? So that's the route you can go. Let's think about this. And I said Israel because two reasons. 
One, we want to go to Israel. Second of all, let's talk about the promised land. Let's think of it that way. Every one of us has a promised land that God wants to get us to. That's that place where he has you, where you're doing kingdom work, where you're happy, where you're blessed, where you're living an overcoming life. That's his desire for every one of us, right? So let's talk about getting to Israel just for a minute. The truth is, just like with the children of Israel, the destination for them never changed. Now, they were delayed in getting there. So some of you, let's talk about our Israel trip via airlines. Some of you may have missed that flight from Jackson. And so Jackson, at the ticket counter, they may say, well, you can get on one tomorrow. And so you might finally have gotten on that plane and made it to Atlanta. And, and maybe you just had a rough spell and you went to the food court there at the airport and you stayed there way too long. And so you missed that flight. Well, you can get there, but it's just going to be a little bit longer. And so you finally get to Paris. And then I was telling my kids last night, actually, somehow this came up, that the finest chocolate I ever had in my life came from Paris. And so maybe you go down to the Champs-Élysées or whatever you call it down there, I forgot where I was, and you buy some of that awesome chocolate. And so you're delayed in getting to that next plane. Listen to me. The destination never changed. Now, of course, God wanted you to spend a majority of your life in that promised land. But whether it's at the age of 25 or 55, it's still there waiting for you. And somebody needs to realize you can still get there. Amen. You can still get there. You can still get there. He's the same yesterday. Number two, he's the same today. He's the same today. Scripture regularly emphasizes the urgency and it uses the word today. This is whenever Zacchaeus believed in Luke 19. Jesus responded, salvation has come to this home today. Everybody say today. Paul, encouraging the believers not to receive God's grace in vain, writes in 2 Corinthians 6, 2, For God says, at just the right time I heard you. On the day of salvation I helped you. Indeed, the right time is now. Today is the day of salvation. He's the God of today. Amen. In Deuteronomy, God is going over the covenant with Moses and Israel. And he says this in Deuteronomy 11, verse 8. Therefore, you shall keep every commandment which I command you today, that you may be strong and go in and possess the land which you cross over to possess. In verse 13, he says, and it shall be that if you earnestly obey my commandments, which I command you today, he commands us when today. And then verse 26, behold, I set before you today, a blessing and a curse. The blessing, if you obey the commandments of the Lord, your God, which I command you today and the curse if you do not obey the commandments of the Lord your God, but turn aside from the way which I command you today to go after other gods which you have known. Listen, God wants you to respond today to what he's been telling you to do. Amen? You've got a choice. Verse 32, And you shall be careful to observe all the statutes and judgments which I have set before you today. Today. He's the God of today. And we need to make a decision to follow his plan for our lives. Y'all, when? Today. 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 Amen. And if you don't know him, 
I want you to know this. You need to know him today. You are not guaranteed tomorrow. Come on. Your ticket can be pulled at any point. And if you haven't been serious with your walk with him, if you've just been playing the field, it's time to go all in for God today. I want to go ahead and just tell you that. If you're not living the way you should, you need to repent today and turn that life around, right? And here's some truth for you today. The consequences of your life depend on what you do today. That was so good. I'm just going to sit here to a few more people say amen. The consequences of your life depend on what you do today. Now, hold on. and Let's talk about the word consequences just for a minute. Consequences aren't always bad things. There are good consequences, right? It's the response to what you do. There are good consequences. Blessings and curses are both consequences. They're a result of your action. There can be positive consequences. There can be negative consequences. There's negative consequences of dieting, but there's also positive consequences of dieting, correct? There's negative and positive consequences of how we manage our finances. So it can be good at times and it can be bad at times, depending on what decisions we make. But I'm going to ask you a question today. If God tells you to do something today, are you going to be obedient to do it? I won't go ahead and just get real with you. A lot of y'all have been ignoring the Lord and you've put the Lord's voice on mute for a long time. And he's been telling you it's time to get right. Today is the day to get right with him. And let's look at what happens whenever we make a commitment to God. And we're still in Deuteronomy chapter 26, verses 17 and 18. Today, you have proclaimed the Lord to be your God. Today, you have proclaimed the Lord to be your God. And that you will walk in his ways and keep his statutes, his commandments, and his judgments. And that you will obey his voice. Let's pause right there. So the Lord has said, you have said you will do this today. Now here's the response from God. Also today, the Lord has proclaimed you to be his special people, just as he promised you that you should keep all his commandments and that he will set you high above all nations, which he has made in praise, in name and in honor, and that you may be a holy people to the Lord, your God, just as he has spoken. Now, of course, we're talking about the Lord's promise to Israel and to Moses, right? But I want you to understand this. He's saying, if you will make a commitment to me today, I have promises and I will commit to bless you as well today. Come on now. It's not you're just committing to live a life and it's going to be terrible and it's just going to be boring and you're going to have to be all super religious acting. No, he's saying if you'll commit to do this, if you'll commit to live right, if you'll commit to serve me, then there are just tons of blessings that come along with it. Come on now. You know, I, I was talking to mom last night. We, we, just, we had a great conversation, but I was talking to her and I said, you know, Angela, that's my sister. I said, Angela and I were just blessed to have you as our parents. Uh, I said, you know, y'all, y'all modeled just how to walk with God. You were obedient and you did what God called you to do. And I said, we're just so blessed to have had you as our parents. And, and we went on talking. And I said, you know, we're just really in a good place right now. And, and, and really God's blessed our marriage. And, and Regina and I love serving God. Anybody else love serving God? You know, what I, I, what I found is, is whenever you serve God, whenever you're walking 
and doing what he says for you to do, that, that promised land, whenever you enter into that, y'all, it's the greatest place you could ever be. I, I want to go ahead and tell you, my plans could never be a fraction of what God's plans were for my life. Did I have hesitation to be a pastor? Absolutely I did. But you know what? Whenever I said yes, whenever I was all in for him, man, we've just seen God move in our life. And there's times where we have kind of some obstacles come up. But you want to know, in this, I don't want this to sound cocky. You want to know what my attitude normally is whenever things pop up? And some of you elders can probably say this. You know what my attitude is? It's going to be fine. God's going to take care of it. Because I know that I have committed to do what he said, and I know that he's committed to me to take care of me and my family. Come on now. Whenever you make that commitment, he will com make a commitment to you as well, and it's going to bless you. It's going to bless your home. It's going to bless every area of your life, spirit, soul, and body. And some of y'all need to get that today. Amen? But again, the consequences of your life depend on what you do today. So he's the same yesterday. He's the same today. Number three, he's the same forever. So we're talking about the future. He's the same forever. Matthew 16, 18 says, And I tell you that you are Peter. On this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. The gates of hell shall not prevail against it. Amen? Now, now whenever he said, I will build, he was, was not talking about building a building, right? It, this had nothing to do with a building but believers. He wants to build something in your life. Everybody say, he wants to build something in my life. But disobedience stops the building process. Listen to me. Disobedience stops the building process. He wants to build a future for you. He wants to build a future for your kids. He wants to build a future for your grandkids. From generation to generation, he wants to see you blessed. Come on. You know, just like these children that were up here today, you hear the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob in the Word. Men that served God, it needs to be the same. You know, the, the God of Bobby, the, the God of uh, Edie, the God of Edie's children as well. Just from generation to generation to generation, they need to be blessed. That's God's plan. That's what He wants for the future for you and your family. Amen? It's what He wants. And since He has a plan for our life, we've got to do our part, which is obedience. Obedience is our part. That's what it takes. I mean, I want to ask you a question this morning. How many of y'all can say, man, I am living a life and I am ultra happy right now? Okay, just so you know, Amos and Ken. And there's a lot of hands that are down right now. A lot of hands that are down right now. I, I want you to understand, we're supposed to be people that are living an overcoming life that are not always responding with how you doing well i'm making it men stop saying that especially if you're following the lord stop saying that because that 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 doesn't even represent the lord whatsoever listen whenever people ask you how are you doing you need to be thriving you need to be full of joy you need to be full of peace you need to be the ones that they come to for encouragement come on now but listen you can't walk in that if you're being disobedient to what god wants to do in your life it's not going to happen it's not going to happen. you got to be obedient. I don't know about you, but I want to be obedient to what God tells me to do. So whenever I stand in front of him, he looks at me and he says, well done. You want to know what I don't want him to do is whenever I'm standing there looking at him, him look at me and be like, 
well because if you've not started to do what he wants you to do that's the response some of you are going to get Selah he's got a plan for you many people will never live the life that, that God's called for them to do because of their disobedience and here's the thing if you're on this earth 70, 80 years, it's going to be 70 or 80 years of just getting by, making it. That's it. I want to encourage you today. Jump on board with what God's got for your life and actually start to enjoy life. Come on now. Start to enjoy life. Does it mean that everything's going to be perfect? No, but I, I mean, listen, I'm just telling you what God's done in my life. In the words of my dad, it ain't bragging if you can back it up, right? Whenever, whenever we have mess that goes on in my life, this is our attitude. It's going to be fine. God's taking care of it. God's taking care of it. We've seen extreme faith in this church where people are going through hard things. They're going through lawsuits. They're going through whatever. And they're like, you know what? God's already said it's going to be fine. I don't have to worry about that. Because they've made a covenant with God. And he's made a covenant with them. And he's got their back. Amen. God put you on this earth, not just for you to live a great life, but also so that you can make the difference, make a difference in the life of somebody else as well. It's not just about you. You need to understand that also. Besides walking in this plan and purpose, we got to realize that we've got to share it with others. He doesn't want you to just live your best life and then keep it to yourself. Come on now. He wants you to tell others about what he's doing in your life. And can I go ahead and just tell you, there's so little hope in this world right now. People want to hear about hope. Come on now. They want to hear about hope. But let me just go ahead and tell you, if you're visiting the church today, you may feel like the atmosphere around here is a little different than maybe where you've been in the past. How many of you know the past couple of years have been a little... I'm trying to think of the adjective. Crummy. Kind of been crummy. I, I don't know what else I, I can say. If you watch the news, first of all, you probably need to not watch very much of it. But this church decided in March of 2020 that we were going to stand on the Word of God and we were not going to stand on the Word of man. And so we, we stood on what Scripture said for our lives. And we refused. Somebody say refused. We refused to be guided by fear. We refused to bow to fear. And we said we're going to stand on what God has said for us. Because it doesn't matter if it's a pandemic. It doesn't matter uh, what's going on in the political climate. It doesn't matter what's going on on the other side of the world with other countries. Understand this. His word still stands. It, it, it doesn't change anything. Because we've been saying today, he's the same. What? Yesterday, today, and he's the same forever. He was the same before Rona. He was the same during Rona. He's going to be the same after Rona. Right? So whatever it is, he's still the same. And so what a lot of people, it's just made our faith just grow and grow and grow in this church because we've just seen God just bless us like crazy at Church Live. We've seen businesses thrive like never before. We've seen uh, God bless our children. We've seen kids come back to the Lord. We've seen just amazing testimonies that have come to pass in this church. Why? Because we stuck with God. Because we stuck with God.
And so while so many people were moping, while so many people were glued to CNN or Fox News or whatever it was, and they're just worrying and they can't sleep and they're staring at the ceiling wondering what's going to happen, we were sleeping like babies. Why? Because we chose to trust God. We chose to trust God. But I want you to know this. People need hope today. Romans 10, 13, and 14 says, For everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. And how can they believe in him if they never heard about him? And how can they hear about him unless, somebody say unless, unless somebody tells them. God wants you to live a blessed life. And it's not just about stuff. Let's stop right there just for a minute. Spirit, soul, body. He wants you to walk close with him. He wants you to be able to influence others. He wants you to be able to win others to him. This is not some kind of motivational teaching about God just wants to bless you with cars and big houses. That is not it at all. He's got a plan for your life. Whenever you're walking in your promised land, you are going to see him bless every area of your life. And let, it might not mean that you have six figures in the bank. But let me go ahead and just tell you this. For my kids to walk with God is of more importance to me than money in the bank. Come on, somebody. And some of y'all, that's the cry of your heart today. God wants to bless you. And I want to tell you today, it's time to get serious with God. Amen? It's time to get serious with God. It's time to have boldness to share others, share with others what he's done in your life. Too many times we see boldness as people screaming from the street corner. You want to know what boldness is? It's one step past convenience. That's all it is. It's one step past convenience. You can do that. You can do that. God actually sets up for us so many opportunities sometimes. I mean, he just sets it right out there on a plate for us, and we walk right by it. Come on, you can say something to them. You can make a difference in their lives. Y'all stand with me today. Today, my uh, desires for this church to get on board with the plan that God has for their lives. Every one of you, listen to me, as your pastor, you need to understand something. I want you to live victorious. Come on. I want you to live a life full of peace, a life full of joy. I want you to walk out what God has in store for you. That's my desire today. Father, right now, God, we thank you Lord, for your goodness. Father, we thank you for your mercy. Lord, we thank you that, Father, you sent Jesus. And right now, I just want to share with, with any of you that maybe said earlier that you've got a messed up past. There's a little saying that I have around here. It's real simple. Your past doesn't matter. Listen to me. The only person whose past matters is Jesus's. Because understand this, his past took care of yours. So right now, whatever it is, Father, we're just giving you our past. And Lord, we know that the destination is still the same. And so Lord, right now, God, I pray that you just started to touch hearts today. And I just speak to all of you today and I say, listen, you can get back on track and you can still get to that promised land. You may have missed a plane or two or three, but you can still get there. It may be a little late, but his plan for you is still to get to the place that he had for you.
Father, we thank you, Lord, for your word today. And God, I speak that we're just going to be obedient, Father, to the plans you have for our life. Lord, I know there's multiple people here today that, Father, you've called them to step out of the boat, Lord, and to do something great. Father, even my father ran for years. For years, he didn't want to preach, but God, he eventually got to where you had him. And Lord, in the same way that Gene Amoson Sr., Lord, finally stopped and said, okay. Lord, I speak right now that we've got some people in this room that are saying, okay, Lord, whatever you've called me to do. And Lord, just like those disciples, they're going to drop their nets. They're going to drop what they're doing. And Lord, they're going to follow you and do exactly what you have for them. Thank you again for listening to Church Alive's Teaching of the Week with Pastor Gene Amoson. Visit the church Sunday mornings at 10 or listen on Renew 96.9.